All right, hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? All is well here, um, mostly because I'm not a little kid. Let's jump right in. I forgot to mention this on the last podcast. Uh, it's something we talked about a few weeks ago. I don't remember exactly when, but there was a bill being pushed in, uh, I can't remember if it was federal or just New York, the state of New York, New York legislature, so it was New York uh, where they were, it was called the Child Victim Act, so that kids that were victims of sex abuse uh, could seek repercussions. You know, there would be no statute of limitations. Statute of limitations, they, they couldn't suddenly go, oh, well, that happened when you were seven. You're 18 now. You can't sue. And uh, if you remember, the Catholic Church was fighting it because who's a bigger offender of sex crimes than the Catholic Church? And it turns out they won. And then, of course, after winning, Catholic League President Bill Donahue celebrated the defeat of the Child's Victim Act with a quote that said, This bill was a sham. It was a vindictive bill pushed by lawyers and activists out to rape the Catholic Church. So, pretty good choice of uh, words there, asshole, talking about rape when it's your uh, Catholic Church that's raping little kids and now they can't uh, defend themselves in court. Or they can't come back years later and say, look, I was a child, I was afraid, now I'm an adult, you need to make good by this. Oh, sorry, st- you can't. That's why, I, I mean, especially when the when the new pope was kind of, you know, first starting to really go left, leaning on a lot of things, and a lot of people were praising him and the church and all that, I still kind of shit all over him because I was like, dude, you, I, I felt like he's doing the same thing that... It's similar to what Obama does with drone strikes. Is you you pretend to be really progressive on the the, the surface and oh I'm a man of the people that way no one's gonna fuck with me when I blow up a wedding party in Yemen. You know what I mean? I, I feel like he's that kind of character for the Catholic Church. Like they're still doing a lot of their evil shady shit. It's just eh, they got a guy up there who's sort of in favor of gay marriage and pro-choice or yeah, as far as popes go. And so they, it, people tend to ignore stuff like this, whereas if Nazi Pope was still in, they'd be all over it. You know, if if, if Bush was still in office when uh, America blew up the Doctors Without Borders base in Afghanistan, I mean, that, that would have been I mean, there would have been a million people on the White House long. But since you have a dude who seems really friendly and progressive and fighting for the little guy at, 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 as a as a figurehead at the head of the spear, the spear can go a hell of a lot deeper, man. Do you think um, it... I still tend to lean on the side of Obama and Frank, Pope Frank being decent at their core. It's just that they know politics. They, they, they're they changing where they can, but like, say, Obama, he is already viewed, like we're talking about a guy, like you just said, he, he does drone strikes out the ass. He has, he has killed more ISIS leaders, more Al-Qaeda. Then more civilians well, with drones. But the let's whole point not forget is, about that shit. Let's forget about it for a second, because the point I'm trying to say make is, and he is still any right-wing douchebag that doesn't really follow the news, but just sort of watches Fox, and, and they still say, oh, he's soft on terrorism, he's coming to take my guns. He, he still look as, looked at as weak because he's a Democrat. So yeah, if but that's he a were double-edged to, sword, because if he the were to, left-wing douchebags who should be on him for the civilians, they're ignoring that too. It's like they'll, they'll just sort of go after what they are on the surface, both sides will do it, and then they ignore kind of what's going on underneath. Well, I'm saying that if he actually did put a halt to drone strikes, imagine the shitstorm the right would raise. Then they'd actually have 
facts to go with their rhetoric. So if he actually said, we're putting a halt to drone strikes, then you'd have the military and they, they would actually be able to mean what they say instead of just blathering on bullshit. So he's playing politics. He's, he's letting the military do what they do without getting in the way. He's sort of just like, yeah, yeah, you guys do what you have to do and I'm going to work on the home front. Same thing with, not the same thing with Frank, Pope Frank, but he, I'm sure he's trying to bring about change because he seems like a genuinely good person. It's just that the culture of boy fucking or child fucking in the Catholic Church is so pervasive and deep that you know, it's like turning the Titanic. It doesn't turn on a dime. You get the captain up there and he's like, we are turning this fucking boat and all the cardinals and everybody underneath him that's just been playing the, hey, we fuck little boys game. Who cares? Ha ha. They're resisting change and he's just doing the best he can. Right. But like, I, I'm saying, I, I don't think you get to be at the top of that ship, at, 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 the, at, the, at the wheel of that ship. If they think that you're a guy who's really going to come down on them for realsies, right? Like, uh, for example, Bernie Sanders, I think, is that kind of guy who is going to bring a lot of change, particularly when it comes to foreign policy. Hillary Clinton is not. So they got super delegates. They got this and that. And, 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 and they're going to make sure that they don't they don't get up. Well, there, you know, but Bernie also lost the popular vote by a ton. Like, there, there's no way around that. People didn't vote for Bernie because this was said last fall. Nate Silver came out with demographics and said, people aren't going to vote for Bernie. He'll have passionate nutbags, that, uh, the Bernie bots, but overall, he will lose the popular vote, and that's what happened. So it's not a matter of superdelegates. Even without the superdelegates, he still lost the popular vote. Right. Yeah, but, I mean, you still have kind of the, the, the media against him. You, you still have a lot of things sort of leaning against this guy. Even if he did get the popular vote, he would have had to get it by such a landslide, which, I mean, is possible. If, if anything, Donald Trump proved that. But I, I, I think that there's no way Bernie Sanders would have even gotten where he is if, if he wasn't at least at some level going to lay down and not run as an independent. But he definitely wasn't going to get up top because he would he would have done too much damage to the the people that want to stay powerful. No, you know? I, I disagree that he would have because he would he would uh, have gotten in fights with Congress and the Senate. You know, just like any libertarian, as an example, like people like, oh, I'm going to vote for Gary Johnson. Well, what's Gary Johnson going to accomplish? He'll propose something. The Congress and Senate will either deadlock or not vote. And the same thing with Sanders. He could. Do you forget all the hype about Obama when he was elected? Obama was elected on a wave of overwhelming goodwill. You talk about a landslide. You know, he came in and was supposed to change the world. And, you know, for two years with the Democratic Congress, they, they did all right. They made some good changes. But after that, just deadlock and gridlock. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not saying that wouldn't happen with Bernie Sanders either. I mean, yeah, he'd experience some level of that, but I, I think he would be giving a lot more fight in certain areas, particularly when it comes to foreign policy, particularly when it comes to money and politics, than o Obama or Hillary ever would. And so I, I think that those kind of people that benefit off that sort of thing are going are gonna to do everything in their power to keep them out of there. But unlike the Catholic Church, I mean, there's intentional checks and balances in place with the president. You know, like he doesn't have nearly as much power as people in, in, in public sort of put on his shoulders or, or, or sort of give him the appearance of having, as you said. Whereas the Catholic Church is a little bit different. 
I don't really know exactly where the checks and balances in their system is. I mean, it's sort of uh, there's a lot more that goes on behind the curtain. You know, as far as like how do rules actually happen? And, you know, of course, I, I don't really pay that close attention to it because it's a church. I, I don't really care what they do. But I mean, this just kind of shows that, it, yeah, you've got some dude acting all progressive and stuff, but it's still a, a pretty evil organization. Man. Well, I don't I don't disagree with that. I just think that and I can't give you names right now because I don't remember them. I'm not smart. But in the past year. I've read at least two, if not three, articles where uh, the Pope has replaced someone that was like like this this guy. Let me read his name again because uh, he's an asshole, douchebag, cunt, fucker. Um, Bill Donahue, Catholic League president, Bill Donahue. Um, Bill Donahue. Well, he got mad at him because he had that show, dude. That show was wicked on Catholic. They had people throwing chairs at each other and all that kind of thing. No, on Phil Donahue. That was Phil Donahue, and that was nothing like <laughs> no, that. But uh, the whole point is, he's replaced cardinals and bishops in the past that have that have come out like he'll say, "Hey, uh, gay people are fine," and then someone will come out, and then a cardinal will say, "No, gays are bad," and he'll just sort of replace him. Like, no, you you don't get to be in power. So. Pope Frank is actually slowly turning the Titanic. I mean, I, again. All right. So what's what's he doing about this one, man? Has he has he commented on? I don't. I, well, this is local to New York State. It's a U.S. government legal issue. It was a it was a government bill in New York State only. It wasn't even federal. It wasn't a church thing. So he hasn't come out. I'm not sure how many how big it is outside of the state of New York. Yeah, but I mean that's that's a pretty big one. I mean, you know, New York City is. Uh, I mean, it's I think the most populated city in the in in the in the U.S. Isn't it? Maybe L.A. Is L.A. got more? I should have read more. Uh, as a, I guess he's a doctor. Um, the church spoke out. Timothy Cardinal Dolan said uh, they're distancing themselves. As Doctor Donahue often reminds us, the Catholic League is an independent organization and does not speak for the bishops of New York State. So. The guy that made this comment about uh, rape is independent. I guess they were fighting it more than the church. Maybe okay, they were so, being all targeted. Right, all right, so you're saying this is like a private organization that's fighting it, not the actual church? Or... Well, I didn't know going in. It, it, uh, it Bishop tried to bribe me. I mean, because it's a big mess. It, it goes down to... You know, who? It's all intertwined. You throw the name Catholic up, and of course you. Yeah, lock, but I mean, do you think together, that's you know? maybe their 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 clever little super PAC way? Of fighting this, like, well, the Pope's not going to come out and, and yeah, call the, I, the, I couldn't. The, the pedophile bill evil or whatever, the, you know, the, the, the bill that prosecutes pedophiles. But the Catholic League of whatever, whatever, that's not technically us. They just kind of get some money under the table, right? Like, No, I could see that. Yeah, no, I wouldn't disagree with that at all. Is is Because um, they all probably have closed-door meetings, and, you know, some people are the pawns. You're going to look like the bad guy in this, except he probably doesn't even feel like a bad guy. He probably says it because he believes it, you know? Right. I mean, do you think, you think you're going to get more clever about it in the future? Like, instead of the bill being fought by the the Catholic League of, uh, uh, I, I don't know, against the tyranny of loudmouth snitching kids, like, instead of calling it that, do you think they're just <laughs> going to call it the, uh, I, I don't know, the, the, the Jared's Footlong Foundation? And it's like it's getting funded by the Catholic Church, but if you just look at the name, you're like, "Oh, dude, well, he's yeah, it's just friends of Jared, you know, Jared and friends." They'll just call it Jared and friends, yeah. and 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 they'll just kind of deny any connection to it. 
Well, they do need more clever marketing, I can tell you that. But uh, either way, overall, I just I, we'd forgotten to talk about that a couple episodes ago or last episode that that it did. Uh, we we brought it up when it was happening, and and of course, why protect children uh, who have been victims of sexual abuse? Why protect them? Go Catholic Church. Well, it's weird. It's one of those crimes where I, I don't see why there's any statute of limitations on something like that because I mean, there's so exactly. many psychological factors to why people don't come forward at the time, especially if they're kids. And Yeah, I was just going to go with the first one. They're kids. Well, yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, I, I get for things like uh, theft or, you know, you know, robbery, because then it's like after a certain amount of time, it, it, you're just sort of punishing somebody who might not necessarily be in the same place as they were when they were committing those crimes. And... Uh, yeah, so it's, it's it's like there's a reason there's statute of limitation laws in place. I mean, you don't want somebody to build a whole new life and then you tear them down for something they did 20 years ago unless that's something, it's something like this. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking, let, let's transition here because this is kind of disgusting. Um, we talked about the uh, fuckhead shithole rapist Brock Turner a while ago and uh, it happened again. And it's not making as big a news. Brock Turner made huge news, but I don't. It's it's it really. I mean, I don't I don't like the the terms rape culture because I think it gets tossed around too easily. If anything happens, they say, "Oh, rape culture." But I do believe there is a a a, a lack of. Oh, here, let me just tell you what happened. A, a, a kid in Bloomington, a former Indiana University student... I saw something about this. I haven't had time to actually read about it, man. What, what happened? Well, it's the same thing. He he uh, he, uh, he accepted a plea deal. Like, he was up for uh, two rape cases. There was DNA, there, were, there was witnessing, there was video evidence of him entering the room and taking... Not of him raping the woman, but there's a woman, you know, drunk, and he goes into the room, and then she goes to the hospital, her, her uh, genitals are all torn up, and he was the only one, and it's like... They yeah. have overwhelming evidence, and yet he takes a plea deal instead of like. First of all, I want to know who. Well, he takes a plea deal and spent one day in jail and got one year of probation. Wow! And first of all, why are prosecutors? So I was. My, I'm trying to wrap my head around the judicial system that seems to have a complete lack of respect for women uh, in general, the the victims of rape. Uh, overall, and why would they approach this asshole? His name is John Enox, E-N-O-C-H-S. Um, he should be as famous as Brock Turner for being a rapist piece of shit, but, you know, it didn't catch the traction Brock did. But either way, why would prosecution go to him and say, all right, here's what you're charged with, you plea to this, and you get a deal. Like, why would they not prosecute the shit out of him? Are they that lazy? Are they that overworked where they just want to, you know, file the case away and be done with it? Well, I mean, that that is part of it. I mean, I'm not saying that plea deals shouldn't exist at, 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 at every level, basically. I mean, because if you think about it, you should get less time if you just plead guilty and don't drag shit out for a year. Like, you know what I mean? Sure. And, and, like, you should get but less time. But that less that time for said, rape within, should be... Within reason. You know, you know? Yeah, like not a day of jail and a yeah. year probation. You should, like, there should be, as we talked about, How are there not minimum sentences for... Well, maybe he didn't, with the plea deal, he didn't, I don't know, accept the rape. Maybe it was sexual aggravation. The, the articles I've read are all very short. Well, I could um, be wrong on this, but I'm I'm fairly certain that minimums still apply to plea deals. I mean, 
Uh, there's so many, like, I mean, you watch any documentary on, like, the war on drugs, and they, they bring that up a lot. And they have, oh, yeah, like, yeah. judges and lawyers, and like, listen, I, yeah, my, pl- my client pled guilty. He, he was completely cooperative. He didn't, like, try to leave the state or do anything crazy while he was being prosecuted. It's just, you know, I don't know, Oklahoma's got some crazy minimum where if you've got an ounce of weed on you, you're due X amount of time and, or, you know, meth or whatever. And so it, it's just, it's crazy to me that there's these states with these insane minimums for something like drugs. But when it comes to raping women, it's just kind of like, well, let's just kind of let them decide what they feel like charging them with. I don't know. You know, sometimes they do a lot of time. Sometimes they do a little time. Who gives a fuck? Let's leave this one. Uh, let's leave this one up in the air. It's just kind of like that's, you should have bigger minimums at, on that or you, you know have more than one guy determining the sentence you know don't have just some judge of like one guy approving it and maybe have a couple people now I, I understand again that last time I talked about this that is going to add legal costs so there is a, a, a negative factor to that but I would argue that it's it's something it's it's worth doing because you have 12 people to determine whether a guy is guilty or not but one to determine what kind of sentence does he get? And so I think at least bring it from one to two. You ain't got to do 12. It's going to cost a lot to have 12 judges on every case. But, uh, I mean, at least have somebody keeping that dude in check in case he goes crazy or just whatever. Uh, I mean, I would, I would uh, for checks and balances, uh, well, first of all, let me say that I, I didn't say this earlier, but if you couldn't figure from his name, John Enochs, uh, he's a white guy. So I think, again, like we talked about with Brock Turner, I'm sure Indiana white guy race played into it because if he had been a black kid, he probably would have had a white judge that would have thrown the book at him. Sure. But if you sure. talk about checks and balances, yeah, why not, if it is a sexual assault case, make sure that there's a woman judge up there you know, because she will at least be able to relate to the victim if you have a male judge up there he's going to relate to the like ah he was drunk he was a little out of control things happen which is awful and bullshit so if if you want two judges make sure one is a woman or i mean i'm sure that would be argued as unfair if you made every sexual assault case a man on woman that the woman is a judge because then they'll scream bias well, and, and you know at, at what point because you could make that same argument well if, if black if white a black guy involved, asian yeah uh, absolutely. black judge if there's a if there's an Eskimo guy involved, we need an Eskimo judge. And it's like, well, yeah. you, you need to set up a system to work because that's its own little brand of racism, too. You should have a system in place that, that tries to minimize unfair judgments no matter who's being charged and no matter who's judging. I mean, and, and, and we, we clearly don't have that right now because we have one guy determining the sentence if, if they're found guilty or at least approving a sentence that a, a prosecution and defense lawyers agree on. And no one's really keeping that guy in check. I wonder if they, uh, maybe that's the check right there, if the prosecutors and the defense agree, except what happened. Well, that's clearly Turner, what happened here. You know? Yeah, they, they, the, the, yeah, that happened here. I, here's, I, I did find another article. He agreed to plead guilty to battery with moderate bodily injury, a Class A misdemeanor. So they dropped the rape charge, but because she had... Uh, um, a laceration to her genitals, so it was bodily, moderate bodily injuries, which, so, oh, that's horrible, but how about this? I don't know, um, a blind 
Like, like, so in the case of Brock Turner, where the prosecution said this and the judge overruled it and just gave him six months and everybody's angry, like you say, it checks and balances. You, you, once the determination is he's guilty, this is what the prosecution wants, this is what the defense wants, this is what the judge is willing to dole out. You put that all in, uh, you know, a document with no names, no races, no anything, and you give it to a panel of like, three judges or two judges or something that all they know are the facts. They don't know race. They don't know gender. I mean, they know gender if it's a rape, but you know what I'm saying is, well, I don't think there's any way to really avoid doing it because then, then what we, we, we can't have courtroom testimony anymore. It's just in the hands of people that weren't even, no, 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 no. You're not listening. Um, you have everything. And once it's all done, once you have the prosecution saying we want this, it's a guilty, like once they're found guilty, the prosecution says, this is what we want. The defense fights for leniency. The judge says, this is what I'm going to hand down as a verdict. And that right there goes to an anonymous three-panel judge. All they get are the facts. All they get are, it was guilty, it was rape, it was this. And then they can go, well, wait a second. If it's guilty and rape, why is the judge only giving him six months? Fuck that. You guys, you know, after everything has been done in court, it gets reviewed one final time before the sentence is handed down. Okay, yeah, I mean, I, I see that. It. It gets a little bit weird, though, if if you if those people aren't in the courtroom. You know what I mean? Because but that's how you take out the the. You need an Eskimo. You need a woman. That's how you. Avoid yeah, but you're it still getting you're still getting people's names. You're still getting whatever. But I, I mean, I, I guess I I don't think there's really any way to not have to not really Fuck know the race errors. of the person because on, on the flip yeah. side of that on the flip side of this whole like oh we yeah absolutely laquanda comes in you know who that is there's not going to be a you know like oh laquanda must be a nice upstanding white oh, man. oh yeah, yeah yeah and then and then also because on the flip side of making that argument that's similar to the argument that trump was making on oh the latino community doesn't like me therefore latino guys shouldn't be able to rule over my my case i mean yeah. you, you'll have yeah. you'll have that kind of thing and so it's like uh, that 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 argument could kind of use be used by by the other side, and so I, I just think you need more checks and balances of some kind. I mean, yeah, I think I think that would be a good idea. I think maybe having two judges, I think you know, but they they obviously need to do something other than having just one judge determine the sentence because if that guy fucks up, that sentence is next to impossible to overturn. Apparently. And it, I, I don't think that should all be on one guy, no matter how great he's supposed to be at practicing law. Well, I uh, don't disagree with you. We're just uh, two idiots trying to uh, share, share our stupid opinions without making any change in the world. So Yeah, but once we overthrow the government with, with a military coup that was started with this podcast, we're going to have That's to true. decide these things once and for all. You know what I mean? We, then we are going to have to make you know our... our our constitution or, or or whatever yeah well let's uh, let's go out on a on a high note on a happy note um you might not have seen this uh news story but switzerland everybody's uh, favorite uh, neutral country and uh with chocolate they are opening their first fellatio cafe fellatio cafe fellatio cafe it's, now, i see, like that it's a brothel for millennials kind of that's the thing is sex uh, and brothels in Switzerland are heavily regulated and they must get licenses, but uh, coffee shops less so. So there, there's some sort of end around that says 
this coffee shop, you go in, you pay, uh, and this is the best part, uh, $62 and another $5 fee, and then you sit down and you order a woman and a coffee, and then you just sit there and get a blowjob. So While you're drinking the coffee? While you're drinking the coffee, and it, it seems to be this article doesn't go into much detail beyond that. Uh, just says, you know, five, ten minutes and you're all done. Depending, do you uh, have to but, order a coffee? Like, if you, if I just order a blowjob from from a lady that works here, like, is the Starbucks guy going to come out behind the coffee counter and be like, hey, 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 you can't? Blowjobs are for paying customers. This is a coffee house first. See, I want to know is if it because what I'm saying is that they they don't say whether there are booths or if you're just sitting there next to your buddy, elbow to elbow, like getting a blowjob because. That was their end around to the brothel. Is no, no. Everybody's just sitting at a at a coffee bar getting a blowjob. Or if there's sort of a table where she comes in underneath and it's all hidden, because I don't know. And it, it, the most important question to me, of course, is is there hot chocolate? Because I don't like coffee. I'm I'm assuming with Switzerland there would be. Oh yeah, I mean there's got to be healthy art here. There's got to be a tea. There's got. Yeah. It's not like if you go in there and order tea, they're gonna just be like, get the hell out of here, people that drink tea while they get fellatio or degenerate scum we don't serve your kind in here like that they, they got to offer some coffee alternatives but i think it is a good way to uh get rid of some of that that stigma of oh well all prostitution is uh women that are kidnapped from eastern europe or something like that uh i mean yeah if you're obviously if a business is selling coffee that's all organic and free trade it's you're probably not using sex slaves to 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 provide the fellatio services well that's the thing is when it's heavily regulated when they when it's uh, taxed and you know over there's oversight it's it's yeah it's it's you aren't always dealing with sex slaves that that's an unfortunate byproduct it's out there it should be combated oh yeah but you don't do it by driving it underground you do it by regulating it here's here's a yeah i mean budweiser blows up way more uh, businesses and does way less racketeering than Al Capone did. So I'm just saying, yeah, you, you make it, you make it legal. You you regulate it. Canada's in the process of doing that, but the U.S. you know media doesn't really like to shine much light on that because uh, what charge people less fines and throw less people in prison? That's not what we're about down here. Well, the thing that makes me first, I'll t- the I have a friend that actually lives in Switzerland, and uh, I posted that article online, and she took a picture of uh the business and the ad out front says um a little treat instead of a croissant so i thought that's hilarious uh, she, she dude took that's that picture. like an idiocracy where they the lattes or hand jobs or whatever in the in the I coffee remember houses. that part oh uh, yeah, yeah no starbucks was a brothel in uh in oh. idiocracy we're getting there man well here's the part that makes me angry is uh we've talked about this on the podcast uh i i spent time in asia i've gone over there touring for the troops and uh Every time I went into a prostitute bar, I never bought anything for two reasons. One, I was always in a relationship. And two, it was fucking expensive. It was like $75 to $100 for a hand job. Oh, wow. And then uh, this is $62 American for a blowjob. I would pay that just for the fun of it, just to say, yeah, I went into a coffee shop in Switzerland and had a hot chocolate and a blowjob. I would pay $62 $62 for a blowjob, but I wouldn't pay 75 for a hand job. How is the Swiss market cheaper than the Asian one? And I guess it comes down to, again, legalization and regulation. When you create the competition, it's not underground. So the underground makes it, I don't know, more pricey. 
Yeah, I, I would hate to see the way uh, like America's going to do that because it's not just going to be coffee and lattes here. Like I, I've seen our, our, our fast food commercials. It's going to be like the fast food restaurants. <laughs> Come in and get an extra sized bacon cheese waffle while you're getting a Hummer, you know, and, and it's just going to oh. be like fat dudes gripping grease all over nasty lot lizards like, ah, dude, our, our fast food brothels are going to be disgusting here, man. And I feel bad for the the women that have to service those guys because, oh, yeah. uh, you know, what goes in must come out. So whatever their fucking greasy burger diets are, their spunk must uh, just be nasty, nasty, nasty. Well, and, and like, it's, it's, a, it's a supply and demand thing, though. So, like, that's that's much worse. Like, blowing an American trucker is, is much worse than blowing a Swiss bicyclist, right? So <laughs> I feel like there's... You know that's that's so a, that's they should great, pay more in the yeah, states. We yeah. should, yeah. So it, it, yeah, they're it's uh, basically. I think a blowjob should it, it. You pay by your own weight, is what I'm saying. Like you step <laughs> on the scale, like it's like dropping off laundry in in New York, where where you, yeah. you drop off the laundry, they do it for you, they 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 weigh the bag, and they're like, okay, this is a a little Swiss bicyclist bag with some 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 biking shorts and some speedos in it. This bag is only five bucks, right? But this is a fat American Midwest bag with overalls and and, and just nasty Larry the Cable Guy uh, camo jumpsuits in it. This is going to be like a thousand dollars to wash, you know? I, I think it's going to be. It should be the same way with uh, fast food blowjobs, man. Or on the other side, I mean, I agree with that. Um, and you could also, like a restaurant, you get what you pay for. Like, if, if you go into the McDonald's and order a Big Mac, yeah, you pay the dollar. But if you go into a, you know, a high-end steak joint and spend $50, you get, so, you know, if you go into the, the, the coffee and blowjob place, uh, yeah, I got 50 bucks. All right, well, here's your toothless lot lizard with a meth problem. I got, I've got $1,000. Oh, well, here is your gorgeous uh, escort model that you see right. uh, on television. Well, you know, because it, I think mostly the McDonald's stuff is just going to be glory holes, and it's actually going to be dudes on the other end. You know what I mean? <laughs> fool me once, shame on me. Fool me five or six times, and that's way too many times to fall for that the glory hole shuffle. So uh, not doing that again. Uh we're solving problems, listeners. Uh, Blowjobs, judicial systems, and uh, whatever, whatever the Catholic Church. All right, uh, jakevever.com, nathantimmel.com. Later.